Hey folks, welcome to Between the Lines. Peter LaRufa here. I am here with my wife, Sarah. Say hello. Hello. And um, we are talking about additional parenting resources. This is a follow-up to the sessions that I taught at our most recent Counseling Discipleship Training Conference, which took place this past weekend at Grace Fellowship Church. I mentioned that there are some excellent resources in the conference notebook that are really worth checking out, but then there are also some that Sarah and I had found helpful over the years, so we wanted to... I posted them on my website, and I'll put the link in the podcast notes, but that's peterlarufa.com, and uh, you can find it posted there from Saturday. But I wanted to follow up and have a podcast with Sarah from the perspective of a mom and a wife when it came to parenting resources. So here I have, as you can see, baby, mm-hmm. our uh, the list of... So I'm just looking at the blog post that I posted. Let's just go down... Which one do you want to talk about? But let's talk about the John Roseman books, if you would. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's one, The Well-Behaved Child and Parenting by the Book. I remember you and I listening to, what was that, a podcast or something on a family vacation. We were driving. Weren't we listening to something by him one time? How'd you get turned on? How'd you get like familiar with him? It was, it was another family that we knew that made that suggestion for the books. I don't oh. know if I remember a podcast, but oh. anyway, I yeah. remember... So what do you remember about either of these books, Well-Behaved Child or Parenting by the Book? I think Well-Behaved Child uh, in particular was a great book when it came to just a practical resource. Mm-hmm. I think so oftentimes um, parenting books, uh, Christian parenting books on the shelf um, tend to not give as much practical advice as they do advice for big picture and uh, the heart behind it and um, remembering the gospel, which is very, very helpful. And the other books that you listed work towards that. But his books um, really help you figure out practical ways mm-hmm. to work through conflict and issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good for in-the-moment advice of, you know, I understand that there's a heart issue with my child, but in the moment, like, what do I actually do? Right. And it was also, he also speaks a lot about uh, not becoming emotionally involved in everyday conflict. Mm-hmm. So your child is emotional and there's conflict going on and they're working through their issues, but you don't necessarily have to step into that emotionally. Mm-hmm. And uh, That was helpful for us. Very helpful. Yeah. Because when your child's angry, it's very angry. It's very easy to get angry yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember him talking about not bearing the... I guess this is the same thing. Not We don't need to bear the... I don't, I don't know what he said, the burden of what they did that's wrong or basically when they have some sort of a consequence, it doesn't have to be our consequence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was really helpful. And I don't think he's, well, wait, he is writing from a from a biblical world, through a biblical worldview. Yes, he is. Because parenting by the books is yes. biblical wisdom yes, for raising is. your child, which also comes with a study guide. And, but I also think he's also coming from... Um, an old school way of parenting, not necessarily kind of bringing back a more practical, um, I'm trying to think of where he's referenced when he remembers when he was a child, how Mm -hmm. people parented and just kind of drawing from a lot of wisdom, practical wisdom that we, that I don't think is really taught anymore. Right. And you don't easily hear about. Like with the whole gentle parenting scene. Yes. Which is helpful. Right. Um, but I think that there is a lot of, um, older wisdom Mm -hmm. that we can draw from and that we can glean from. Sure. 
Let me throw you a little bit of a curveball. I didn't tell you that I was going to do this. I know you love that. <clears throat> but during the uh, session, I mentioned some brief concerns. I think this was during the session that I taught on discipline. Some brief concerns with the gentle parent, what I refer to as the gentle parenting movement, and how that kind of contradicts a lot of, uh, like you said, the older wisdom, the wisdom by the book, the book being the Bible, when it comes to how we're to raise our kids, how we're to bring them up in the uh, love and admonition and fear and knowledge and discipline of the Lord. When you think about some of the stuff that you've read, I know you read a lot of blogs, you keep up a lot of, uh, with a lot of the current mommy stuff that's out there. What are some things you, just talk to me a little bit about the gentle parenting movement and if that's concerning, if it's helpful, because you just brought up something like you appreciate these resources because they go back to older wisdom, which means you're probably not as keen as some of the newer quote wisdom that's out there. Can you say anything about that? I think... um, And I know this is on the fly. I didn't bring this up. It really is. Yeah, sorry about that. There is a need for just... uh, practical mm-hmm. parenting and getting back to the basics and mm-hmm. not necessarily being child led all the time, mm-hmm. but, um, just, yeah. Having some sort of structure. Yes. And it's, it's a false notion that it's either relationship and love, which is gentle or structure with discipline, which is harsh. Yes. That those are two ditches yes. that you don't want to be in. And I feel like sometimes some of the stuff that you've shared with me from the gentle parenting movement casts aside a lot of the tried and true, what you're calling older, mm-hmm. but still rooted in wisdom, much of it biblical wisdom, ways of parenting as obsolete, as old fashioned, mm-hmm. as bad, because it's not gentle. Mm-hmm. And I've shared, uh, e- even in the sessions, how I'm striving to grow in gentleness. I've intentionally memorized Psalm 103, 13 and 14, remembering how God is compassionate with me and how he knows my frame. He remembers that I am dust. I want to be that kind of dad. But that doesn't mean that as I strive to grow in that way that I'm going to chuck uh, structure and discipline and boundaries because we've seen that our kids thrive uh, not with just, you know, when we just cast it wide open and say, you do you, but they thrive within those structures and within those boundaries and knowing where the lines are and that we found that to be helpful. So that was helpful. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Um, let's talk about what's another resource that you want to talk about. We're not going to talk about all of them, but what comes to mind as to what you'd want to cover that's on this, uh, that, that I've listed. Well, I think, um, briefly the parenting, the 12 steps parenting book by Paul Tripp. What's it specifically called? I forget. Uh, 14, 14. You don't just get 12, you get 14. More than a dozen. 14 gospel principles. Um, this book wasn't necessarily incredibly practical, um, but it was a great big picture book. Right. Um, it was a great gospel book. It was very uh, soothing and encouraging to the heart of the parent mm-hmm. and a reminder of um, God, how big God is mm-hmm. and um, how parenting might feel... Um, overwhelming at times but God is never overwhelmed and that was just it's a very easy book to read and to, mm-hmm. to work through so um, a lot of good a lot of good reminders in that book yeah um, the other one I think further down if you scroll down yes the gospel story Bible um, and then he, uh, who wrote that Marty Machowski Marty Machowski mm-hmm. the gospel story Bible and then he does uh, two 
10-minute devotional books, long story short, and I think it's old story new. Mm -hmm. Here it is, old story new. Those have probably been, no, I know for a fact, those have been my favorite um, resource for having Bible time with the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, There's lots of great books out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesus Storybook Bible. I know many, many people enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really neat how they um, put God's word in story form. Mm-hmm. Um, these, though, have risen to the top in my mind mm-hmm. um, in their how he really packs a punch in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we began with the first one, the Gospel Story Bible, when the kids were little. Um, that's an excellent one because he basically leads you through a story time uh, through scripture with a emphasis on the gospel. And um, that was very, very easy to do with the kids. Mm-hmm. And it kind of not only does it just does it show the gospel throughout the Old and New Testament, but it also creates uh, it connects all of these different stories that your kids might know. It connects them into one long, big story. Then after we did that with the boys, once they started to get older, we moved on. We've discovered the devotionals and the long story short and old story new. Or mm-hmm. is it new story old? No, it's no, old story, old story new. new. Um, those, I would even use those as a devotional uh, for adults. Yeah. Because I have learned so much. We've had lots of follow-up conversations. We'll have the time with the kids, and then you and I would talk about what we just read and how that impacted us. I can't even begin to tell you how incredible these books have been. Um, I have seen a lot of fruit in our Bible times. Um, It's so incredibly easy to do. It's so easy to create a habit of doing it because Mm -hmm. it truly is 10 minutes. And... um, they lead you through, uh, they basically give you everything to say. They give you this scripture report, the portion of scripture to read that day. There's three or four uh, very um, open but probing questions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, then some, and then I always say, let's, let's talk, talk about, about it because that's what that portion is called. And um, yeah, like I just said, I have, it really connects the gospel, Mm -hmm. especially in the Old Testament book, Mm -hmm. really connects the gospel and Christ to so many things. But it also is neat because it takes the Old Testament and it begins to show you um, how it relates to the New Testament as well. And um, I think we've liked both of them, but particularly um, the one that focuses on the... long story short. No, old story new. Which one is the Old Testament? It's the long story short. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Long story short. It's the long story short. We've really liked how... I feel like a lot of the, uh, particularly children's devotionals and Sunday school curriculum, it's just like fun facts. And you're learning facts about the stories that have happened. And there's a place for that, right? Because kids oftentimes are largely unfamiliar with the scriptures. They're being taught this perhaps for the first time or maybe the second time. So it's good to go over those facts. Um, But I love how it ties in most appropriately... Jesus to every single story and how you can find Christ throughout the Old Testament and that it's pointing forward and that this is a picture of Christ and this is what Christ would once do and see how this was this seems almost complete this story almost resolves well it'll fully resolve with Jesus Christ as he comes and fulfills that prophecy or lives that out and it um, also very gently introduces um, theology and doctrine as mm-hmm. well um, 
the fact that it's a 10-minute devotion and it's able to go so deep so easily that everybody can understand it, mm-hmm. um, it's just been an incredible resource. Yeah. And I'll quickly comment on uh, there's some catechism questions that I posted there that we've enjoyed doing as a family. And um, we go through seasons. Sometimes we do them very regularly. We're in a season now. We're getting back into them. We've taken some time off. But don't look at catechism questions necessarily as something that's old school and obsolete and not cool. We've really enjoyed them as a family. And we've enjoyed them as a time to focus on these true biblical, these biblical truths about God and having our kids learn them and know them. And it's become kind of a fun, competitive kind of game thing that we all do around the table. But there have been times when I have seen the fruit of them in real life. So I remember driving with Emma and talking about and something coming up and she asked a question. And before I had the chance to answer the question, she was like, oh, well, yes, God can do all his holy will, you know, or something like that, which is from the catechism questions. And uh, we take it, uh, when I say we take it seriously, I try to get the kids to memorize the words exactly as they are. I think that's helpful when the words are big and we need to talk about them. That's not a bad thing. We can talk about what they mean. And uh, yeah, there's just something cool about having your kids. uh, Like Jonathan loves talking about the 28 question, question, what is sin? Sin is any want of conformity unto or transgression of the law of God. And you might be the only one that got that. I know he beats his chest about that. He loves it. But that leads to a lot of questions because my kids did not know. They they had to break down what is want of conformity unto or transgression of the law of God. Funny enough, the next two questions are actually what is meant by want of conformity and what is meant by transgression. So it's meant to take you through these things and to better understand them. But it started great conversations with us and we enjoy them. So I would encourage you to check those out or find some other catechism questions that you find helpful for your family. And um, I guess that's it. Anything else you want to follow up with? I think the last thing that I want to say is I'm a baseball fan, and uh, baseball has one of the longest seasons, maybe the longest season in sports. It spreads out over three of the four seasons that we have throughout our year, and more and more I've been thinking about that as it relates to parenting. It's a long season, right? It's 162 games, and that helps me to have hope for realizing that even if you're starting late with these things, Don't worry about it. It's a long season. It's better to start today than to kick yourself because you haven't started thus far and to then just delay even more. So even if you take one of these resources, just the catechism questions, just one of these books that you want to implement, do it now. You'll be glad you do it. It's only new until it's normal, and you might feel a little weird doing it at first, but before you know it, it's going to become a normal part of your life and a normal part of your your routine, and you're going to see fruit from it and just let God do his thing and let him take his time. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, If you want to check out these resources and you haven't done so already, check out peterlarufa.com. That's P-E-T-E-R-L-A-R-U-F-F as in French fry, A.com. And you'll see a list of links there where you can find these resources on your own. And we hope you find them helpful and they bless you as much as they've blessed us over the years. (music) 